Hi guys, welcome to You're Not Prepared, a Hearthstone podcast. This is the fourth episode, and uh, I'm Sam. I'm Larry. And today we're going to be talking about two different types of decks. We're going to talk about Miracle Rogue and Cancer Rogue. We slightly mentioned this rogue. It's AP Drops um, T6 Rogue, which has been a lot often referred to as a Cancer Rogue. It's a counter to Miracle Rogue, and it actually kind of works like a zoo deck. It does pretty well against most decks. And struggles with certain decks like Ramp Druid and uh, Control Warrior, things like that. But usually it does pretty well. I've had success with it in ranked. Um, let's start off with some news today. Yeah, so next Ramus. So next Ramus has finally been, uh, you know, the uh, announcement has finally come. We know it's going to come out on July 22nd. That's a Tuesday. And it's in July, not August. Sorry, Larry. Okay, just for clarification, <laughs> July 22nd is closer to August than July 1st. So, so July 1st, technically, I said last week. Technically, Sam is correct, but for the record, I'm not far off. You're not far off. I'll give you that. But and I did say July 15th, July 22nd is pretty close. So and you know. if you want to bet that it might be delayed next week, it won't be delayed. They already announced that they wouldn't do that. Oh, they've done it to wow. Okay, well they're not going to do it here. They got it. You know they they're definitely going to release it. They put the announcement out. Okay, it's going to happen. So uh, what are you looking forward to? Oh, I am looking forward to getting all those new legendaries. And I was. Very, very disappointed. They uh, they announced earlier that um, that the golden cards would not come for defeating the heroic modes. Basically, the heroic modes work uh, as once you've defeated all the bosses in normal mode, you can fight all the bosses of Naxxramas in heroic mode. Uh, when you defeat a wing, you can do that wing in heroic mode, right? So when, if you want... Uh, sorry, I didn't read the news about Naxxramas. So if you wanted to play a wing, do you need to pay gold? Yes. Yeah, so oh, so they actually released the pricing last week. And yeah, I'll, so let's I'll go give that. the yeah. listeners an update. Just so, paste it in. Uh, each wing is going to cost $7, or I believe it was 600 gold. Wow. Maybe. 600 gold? Um, let me let me verify that real quick. And we'll put this in the show notes as well. Yeah, we will put this in the show notes. That is uh, a lot, though. 700 no, gold? It's it's okay. Um, it's it's. I feel like it's a pretty fair price, so it's not like, uh, you know, they're not, they're not... Most people are going to be paying with real, real money, number one, because right. it's... Probably easier to uh, to spend you know twenty dollars for the whole thing rather than spending uh, you know all that kind of gold because it's going to cost a lot of it. Uh, so yeah, okay. I, I still so, haven't. Paid okay, a so here are the, the uh, so here are the details. We got seven bucks, six ninety nine. Yeah, seven dollars. So the if you want to buy all five wings, it's going to cost you twenty five dollars, right? If you already own the first wing, it's going to cost you twenty dollars to buy the remaining four wings. If you want to buy the remaining three, it'll be fifteen, and the remaining two for ten dollars. If you're buying an individual ring, uh, individual ring, and I was wrong, it was seven hundred gold. Yeah, seven dollars, right? Six ninety nine. Yeah, one dollar um, hundred. Yes. Same now, as the pack. any if you ever buy it as a uh, as a package, you're buying more than one wing at a time. They give you a discount price. They're giving you at five dollars a wing, regardless of how many wings you're buying. So if you buy three, you get fifteen. If you buy four, you get twenty five, twenty five, right? But um, their release event is for one month, and as long as you log into Hearthstone during the first month of the release, within a month, they said around a month. So, I mean, as long as basically you do it before August 22nd, I would assume they're going to still give you the free first wing. After that, you would have to purchase the first wing. So as long as you log in, you get it for free. And then you can buy the remaining four for $20 or 700 gold each. 2800 gold. Uh, what are you going to do? Are you going to buy gold or are you going to buy with real, real money? So here's the thing. I am not a fan of pay-to-play games, so 
That includes Candy Crush, that includes Clash of Clans, all these like iOS phone right. games. But you play I this much them. longer than you would play Candy Crush. Here's the thing, here's the thing. I would rather pay a subscription and have everything unlocked than to play. Because right now, it well, feels like... It's not that the game is grindy, which it kind of is, but I feel like even if I grind, I still would not get my gold. It's it's like grinding doesn't even help out that much because you only once you do the quests you only get ten gold for three wins, right. which is nothing. It's fine though because the if everyone got their legendaries in one day, it'd be too easy. It's not about the legendaries. I would rather have them even decrease the percentage of legendaries. It's just that gold is really difficult to come by, and I'm comparing this this to obviously World of Warcraft where it was easier to get gold, and gold doesn't necessarily buy you legendaries because there's like buying and equipped. Items such. Well, that's a completely different game. Right, I'm just this saying. This game works as a free-to-play model, which I don't necessarily agree with, but for a card game like this... Would you rather pay a subscription? Not for this. If we paid a subscription to play Hearthstone, there would be far less players. It wouldn't work out the same. This is the kind of game where they get a lot of more casual players who don't want to spend money. Anyway, so... Okay, so anyway. So, if you... So, are you gonna, you're not, you're going to pay with gold. Is that how it's going to work? Have you been uh, saving up? 700 gold? It's very doubtful that I will afford that much. I know. Uh, <laughs> um, it is a lot. To be honest, I don't think I'll be able to play the wings. Well, you get the first wing free. So, uh, you know, you can always pay for the, the other wings. You can pay them one at a time. You can buy them in bulk. You can buy them with gold. You can save it up. Whatever. But, just remember this. When you complete a wing, you are guaranteed one legendary. The thing about that is, legendaries—they're nice, but I'm—I'm I'm not as excited about a legendary as I would be um, of a better card. Because let some, like you said, some legendaries aren't that important. It really depends. On I mean, the legendary. you don't just get legendaries. If you unlock all the hero quests, basically, let's say you—you you beat the boss with the hunter, you're gonna get a card. If you beat the boss with the mage, you're gonna get a mage card, and that's how it works. And that's how you unlock the cards. By doing the actual raids and the challenges is how you are going to unlock the cards. So, you, you know, you have to buy your way into the wings to get the cards. But it's like an expansion. It's, think about it this way. You know, you, let's say you play World of Warcraft. You pay for the game. You pay $15 a month. And then you pay $40, or now it's 50 for each expansion, right? So, you know, this is an expansion. That's what it is. And that's how you get your new cards. But it's a free expansion. It's not a free expansion. It's a paid expansion. Well, the expansion is free. It's just... To get the content, you need to pay for it. So imagine you were playing a game, and you can freely roam the area, but you can't get any loot from the area, right? Imagine so they did that Let me the explain game. something to you. So uh, in World of Warcraft, when Mr. Pandaria came out, originally they didn't give out the uh, the Pandaren class as uh, you know for the players who didn't own Mr. Pandaria, right? Right. So they wouldn't be able to access any part of the game. They wouldn't go to the new cities, they wouldn't be able to level to 90 from 85, and they wouldn't be able to play as a panda race. They changed it later. They gave them the free panda race, but they couldn't level to 90. You still have to pay to level to 90, but they still gave you part of the game, the panda race. Just like they're giving you part of the game, they're giving you the first swing here. Makes sense. It goes along with what Blizzard's done in the past. I support it. I think, you know, whatever, $20. I, Honestly, I don't care. Here's the thing. I, I, don't think, pay I think the game industry is going into the direction where you pay to play the game. Um, it's, it's free to play with paying to get yes. the benefits. That's right. just the way the industry is right. going, and There's obviously, naturally, no way Blizzard is following. But as an old school gamer, I mean, I don't game as much anymore. But being brought up into this environment is—I don't like it. Uh, I, I can tolerate it. I can understand why it's like this. 
but I can't say I'm a fan. The, so the problem, obviously it's like this because there are a lot more casual gamers out there. There are people who are playing games right now who 10 years ago wouldn't have picked up a game, right? Absolutely. And that's that's who they're marketing towards. But they're not marketing it, towards the extreme gamers anymore. That's the absolute, idea. That's Especially right. with this kind of game. Yeah. So that's why they have the pay-to-play so, model and the gold model. The I gold think, is super grindy. I agree. I think what will happen is that I'll come over and I'll watch you play Next Ramas. And you know what? Maybe I'll buy it. Who knows? Yeah. I it's mean, not like it's 25 bucks it this way. I've put so many hours in this game, spending $20 towards it gives me the satisfaction I want. Absolutely. All right. So anyway, we've talked about that. Next is coming out on the 22nd. We're going to get the first wing for free. Uh, the, basically how it's going to work is you're going to get each wing every uh, consecutive week after that, right? So how do you think the wings are going to work? It's going to work the same way as the wings worked in the actual next Remus raid. You'll verse one quarter, and then you'll verse another quarter. So do you think, bosses. you know how when you start the game... There's the tutorial where you play the certain characters in yes. a row. There's no going to be no tutorial. It's going to be. Do you think it'll be like that, where you play certain characters, and or will be there be like, like uh, trash in between that you have to clear to get? Oh to them? no! It's going to be uh, you're going to. It's not. It's not going to be like World of Warcraft. They're just going to have. Uh, you're going to verse the boss, and you're going to sometimes for some of the challenges you might have to use uh, decks that are pre pre created that oh, you know, Blizzard I makes see. you use. And sometimes, uh, I'm not sure actually, but you may be able to use decks on your own. But I do know for sure that there will be decks that you you can use that Blizzard made for the specific challenges, for the regular heroic mode. And heroic mode, basically, bosses are just harder to kill, right? Just like it is in World of Warcraft. So it's like Pokemon, you know? You just play boss, 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 boss. Basically. No, it's it's like, uh, yeah, I it's guess. It's like Hearthstone. It's like Hearthstone. You, you, know, you play the hero, you play the hero. You, you get cards when you win. Kind of like that. So how much gold do you have saved right now? Me? I got, uh, like 15. <laughs> so you're paying? Of course I'm paying, yes. Okay. I, I mean, can't I, wait, originally, I can't wait till next originally week. I had 2,800 gold saved up, which would have been enough for all the packs. I had over that, and I spent it on 28 packs. Right, I remember that day. <laughs> that was a good day. That I was my like golden millhouse mana stone yeah. that I crafted. Because that you that, never use anymore. That I never use, but it was awesome because nobody has Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Anyway, let's continue. Um, that's the news for today. Anything else you came across? No, I can't wait to come over and watch you play next week. I, you can play too. You know that the first wing's free, so. Well, I'll play the first wing and we'll yeah. see where it takes us. I mean, you get heroic mode, you get regular, but what I was upset about <laughs> is when you complete the heroic mode, you don't get the free, uh, golden card. That was a, like, a, basically I met somebody who came up with that and people started to believe it. But the way it works is you have to still craft it. I, I think that's fair. I don't, I don't think it's... Right, and everyone's going to beat heroic mode eventually. Yeah, everyone's, everyone's going to have to be, Yeah, there's going to be, there's so gonna be no nothing in beating it, of course. But, you know, I just wanted more golden cards. I'm a big fan of those. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> anyway. So what are we talking about today? Today, we're going to be talking about Miracle Rogue, and we're going to talk about the Cancer Rogue. I talked about those earlier a little bit, briefly. Now... This is turning out to be the Rogue Podcast. Right, we will... You and I don't, really like Rogues. We really like Rogues, but don't worry. We'll, we'll is, talk about other classes. We've actually talked about basically all the Rogues that are uh, competitive. So, I mean, at this point, maybe someone will come out on Tuesday that's going to be like a totally new rogue deck, right? But as, as far as, you know, I know now, there aren't many more so rogues that we talked about. The, the Cancer Rogue today, and then next week is the HIV Rogue, right? <laughs> no, we won't be talking about that. All right, so, we need to, so Larry and I played a few games. We played uh, Miracle Rogue, I think we played one or two games, right? Yeah. And then we played a, a game of uh, Cancer Rogue. No, for this podcast. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm going to link them in the show notes. You guys can check them out. They're fun games. Uh, 
in both in all the games, Miracle and Cancer were successful against Larry's Rogue. And uh, I mean, these decks are pretty good. They're pretty competitive. I use them in ranked. I actually went down in ranked this week. I was ranked five, and I went all the way down to eleven, trying to learn how to play Miracle Rogue at first. I mean, I don't like testing my decks in in uh, casual mode, so I just test them in ranked. So I went down to like rank seven with Miracle at first, and I had trouble with it. And I said, you know, screw that. I'm gonna go play Savage Druid. So I started playing Savage Druid and uh, got all the way back down to rank eleven. So I was like, all right, well, I need a new deck, and I found this Cancer Rogue deck, which I did talk about earlier, and uh, we did mention we did mention this briefly in the last podcast. But we're gonna go over the deck list today and like how so, it works and everything. Before we start that, can you just give us an update on your Freeze Mage because we spoke about that a week ago or so. How's that going, or did you stop playing it? Oh, I used it in a tournament. I actually came in second in the tournament. Uh, it was a collegiate tournament, in which uh, you qualify for like summer finals for like colleges, right? So I used that deck, the Freeze Mage, actually. That, and I used a uh, Shaman deck that uh, got me to the finals, and then I kind of got destroyed in the finals. But still need, you only need a second place to qualify, so it works out for me. As far as playing it in ranked, I do not use it anymore because it's just too slow for me. I like playing uh, like the Rogue deck. I like playing the Miracle Rogue. I like playing the Cancer Rogue. They're both very exciting for me right now. The Shaman I play a hand on, uh, you know, time, uh, time and time again. I enjoy it. But uh, let's go into Miracle Rogue. Let's do it. So we're going to talk about Kalento's Miracle Rogue, which he's a pretty famous Hearthstone player. He's played Miracle Rogue in the past very well. He made up that uh, mid-range Hunter deck that everyone's been using in the past. And uh, he's played a few other decks as well. He's generally a good Hearthstone player. Uh, he's from uh, EU, actually. But he plays in NA, EU, and Asia, and he ranks in Legend in each one of them. I wonder I wonder if he made the deck, or he just copied it, you know? Because he might have been the first one to put it on hard pwn. I mean, of course, he could have got it from somebody else who came up, played in a game, and was like, oh, you know, what deck are you playing? Whatever. But chances are, we, I mean, we, this one guy... Day we should have, like, a guest person, like, Kalento, come and speak to us, you know? <laughs> no, day. for real, I yeah. guess. So look yeah, forward we'll to that, guests. maybe. So, uh, basically... This guy, what makes him really good is not just the deck he plays, but he considers every possible uh, scenario that could happen during the next, you know, like two or three turns. He's kind of like a chess player. And when he, uh, sometimes he might just make a play and you, you start thinking to yourself, like, why'd you do this? It doesn't make any sense. Wouldn't it have been better to do this? But in reality, he says, well, and if you're watching a stream, you can actually see this happen. Uh, people like post in the, call, in the forum, um, chat room, sorry. And uh, he'll be, well, he'll uh, respond and he'll say, actually, because, you know, two turns from now, he's going to play this, this, and this. So he's thinking and the ahead. possibility of that, I'm not going to do that. And for that, Kalento is just so successful in Hearthstone, and that's why he's ranked so high. And also, he doesn't really get to, uh, you know, to ragey when he loses. He kind of gets over it, just goes on to the next game. I'm sure everybody, everyone does, you know, have some, you know, poor sportsman-like uh, reactions, but you know, this guy does pretty well. Alright, so let's go into his deck. Um, he plays a basic Miracle Rogue deck. We uh, listed it in the show notes. He runs two backstabs, two preparations, uh, two shadow steps. Those are all standard. I mean, I've seen those in every single Miracle Rogue deck. Have you seen anything different? No. Same. It makes sense. He runs one Cold Blood. One Cold Blood's interesting because uh, a lot of times people like two so they can do more damage. And I've actually seen decks where people don't run any Cold Bloods at all. And they'll run either a Gnomish Inventor, the two draw, uh, the four mana, uh, two, two four health. that draws a health, uh, draws a card. Yep. So some people run that because it gives you like a mid game play, gives you something on the board, uh, and it gives you the card draw. 
Other people draw, do uh, to uh, what are they call sinister strikes. Which actually, I first I tried to do the cold blood and the gnomish inventor, but now I started running two sinister strikes, and I find that it's a little more useful because I can put the damage in. I can get that card draw with my auctioneer, do a little bit more damage about my Azure Drake or my Blood Mage Domino's out. So it's pretty, it's been pretty good for me. Works yeah, out. I, I use one or two Sinister Strikes, ma mainly for the auctioneer. Yeah, of course. So he runs two Deadly Poisons, that's standard. One Sinister Strike, I run two, so my substitution is I take, the cold, I take out the uh, uh, Cold Blood and I put in my Sinister Strike, right? I don't run any of them at all right now. So he runs... A blade flurry, one blade flurry. That's what I do as well. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I think two eh, is excessive. Two's too much. You don't want to yeah, lose it, your weapons. It, it worked well when I, was, when I was playing Malgos Rogue Dead because that deck gives you so much more spell yeah. powers. You take like you know, it can clear everything. It's awesome. But in this deck, I mean, you don't really need it. He runs two eviscerates, pretty standard in my opinion, right? Yeah, one sap. Nobody really runs two. You don't find. I run two. You run too? Yeah. Okay. And I, I'm ranked legendary as well, so. <laughs> no, no. But uh, you do, uh, I mean, I run one. I used to run two when there were more druids out there. And actually, there's quite a few druids in the meta right now. But a lot of them are playing a mixture of ramp and uh, the token druid. So it's not really needed to uh, to sap their cards back. I, I don't understand how, how you people play druids. It's the most boring class to play. And you feel like you're just slowing time. Yeah, it is very slow. The Druid deck is very slow. I don't particularly love it. Uh, the Savage Druid is a very slow-to-start deck that picks up pace as you go on. But um, that's kind of the reason why I've never really been such a fan of a Druid deck. Sorry, we're not hitting on Druid. No, I'm hitting on Druid. He's hitting on Druid. There's, I still play, I, I play I play a lot of Moonkin Druids. Are you aware of what that is? Yes. It's like a, a Mage Druid, a wannabe Mage that right. Starfires and Moonfires. Right. Those, those are so annoying. They're not good. They get the job done barely. They were yes. not good in WoW. I don't understand why, why, why people try them. It's fun. People like playing spell power decks. They like playing decks that are super gimmicky, and that's why they play decks like that. Well, screw that. I don't like that game. <laughs> anyway, we got two shivs. Two shivs are pretty standard. I, question. Why, why do people run shivs? I, I okay. don't think it's that so the reason card. So the people run shiv, I mean, you don't have to run it. Card draw. It gives you two cards in an auctioneer. It gives you something to do in turn two or turn three. Uh, just to you know, get rid of something like a loot water or a leper gnome. It uh, it allows you to. Uh, it basically allows you to gain some tempo while drawing cards. And card draw is all about what Mirror is all about. So that's why they run it. So Edmund Van Cleef makes sense. Now, interesting thing about Van Cleef. If you're gonna play Van Cleef, I love that card. He's an awesome card. One of my favorite legendaries because he's a rogue and I'm a big rogue supporter. Um, it's getting political. It is getting political. Now, Edmund Van Cleef, you want to use when you can conceal him. Sometimes if you're playing Zoo, you can just throw him out there in the beginning because chances are they're not going to get rid of an 8-8 or 2-2 on turn 3 or turn 2, right? They're not going to be able to get rid of it because they have Soul Fires and they got like Mortal Coils, uh, maybe a charge, couple Charge Minions. It's very difficult for them to get rid of a Van Cleef and you're pretty safe. Most other classes, they're going to have a way to remove it very easily. You're playing a Shaman, they're going to kill it right away with the Earth Shock, right? You're playing a, a Priest, they're going to have Shadow Word Death. If you're playing uh, Paladin, they might have, uh, you know, Equality or something, right? Which will, they can ping it off with another minion. The idea is, in most circumstances, you want to you don't want to use this card unless you have a Concealed. Or unless you were going to play the cards anyway. Because you're wasting cards. When you're playing your preps, you're playing your, uh, 
you're a, a fan of knives and stuff, just to play this one card and not really doing anything with them and not using them with the auctioneer, you're taking out the opportunity to get an auctioneer later and draw your entire deck. So if you're going to play this, you want to make sure that it's going to hit the opponent in the face. So it basically depends on the concealment. Right. Or Most, there's another card, uh, Master of Disguise. You can also play that. Yeah, I mean, but that card is, in my opinion, is very slow for a rogue deck. For sure. Yeah. For, for mana, 4-4. For, for. Yeah, especially for this kind of rogue because it just places another spell you could have in your hand. Um, but yeah, that's basically a play Van Cleef. Uh, I, I tend to find him very useful. I don't use him all too often, but when I do, he's pretty good. Also, uh, the last boss in Deadmines. Yes. Now, Fan of Knives, he runs two of them. Most and in, in the past I've seen people run one Fan of Knives. Fan of Knives is the kind of card where a lot of times you use it for just a draw. Now if you use it with the auctioneer, you get double draw with it. Use it in uh, incoherence with a Blood Mage Thalnos or an Azure Drake and you do much more damage. So I found this card to be a little more versatile and I like how Kalento uses two of them in his deck. And two ships. Very interesting. Right. Um, and actually did uh, talk to a uh, legend uh, Rogue player who plays Miracle Rogue about about this deck and you know what he does differently, and he recommended for me to use a Gnomish Inventor and one Cold Blood. In the past, I was using two Cold Bloods and I was having a little bit of trouble with it. Once I included that Gnomish Inventor and the uh, the one Cold Blood, it became a lot easier for me. But I mean, I did modify it later myself, take out that uh, Inventor and put in two Sinister Strikes instead of the Cold Blood. I like running the Sinister Strikes. I think they do good damage. I like how they give you a lot of card draw. So I found those very useful. And the reason I run them instead of the Cold Blood is because 3 damage to the face is guaranteed. 4 damage on top of your uh, other minion, it's if you have another minion and if there's no taunt in the way. There have been times when I've used it when the opponent had, you know, like 1 or 2 health, when I couldn't bypass a big taunt, and it's been much better for me than Cold Blood was. So that's, I mean, Cold Blood is, is good in certain circumstances if you want to clear a taunt, but I just like to bypass it. And that's what you want to do with Miracle Rogue until you get your Leroy combo. Um... So I run two Fan of Knives, right? I'm totally cool with that. What do you think? Yeah, totally yeah. fine. Two SI agents, every rogue has them. Makes sense. Thalnos, Blood Mage Thalnos, most people run that. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. I wouldn't take it out. They run two Earthen Ring Farseers. This is kind of a staple in a, in a Miracle Rogue deck because it allows you to get some healing. Because a lot of the time, you don't have any taunt minions up. You have zero in this deck. You don't have any, uh, any way to heal yourself other than this. And... It, uh, it, you know, some, it's a good 3-drop. On turn 3, it's going to give you some pace, it's going to give you some tempo. It, uh, it, let's say they were starting with some damage, you're playing Zoo, and like, it totally kind of flips the board a little. For sure. Yeah. And in the end, if you want to wait for that combo, the Leroy combo, and you need to like, stall one more turn, throwing an Earthling Farseer is totally you know, viable. So I run two of those. I you know, love using them. I think they're great cards. Right? He runs one Leroy, staple to this deck. It is the reason this deck works. Um, uh, can you run two Leroy's? No, one legendary. Okay. Only one legendary. So uh, two Azure Drakes. Azure Drakes are used for spell power and for the card, mostly for the card draw, and it puts a 4 4 on the board, which is like a good mid game play. Yeah, this deck is all card draw. Yeah, this deck is all card draw, it's all spell. I mean, it's it's a rogue deck. So they run two Gadget and Auctioneers, and that is also the other staple to this deck. This deck wouldn't work without the Gadget and Auctioneers. You know, I'm thinking now, and if you're playing a mage, and it gets rid of all your minions, how would you win the game? He doesn't have that many minions. You don't need the minions. You need Leroy, Shadow Step, Leroy, Shadow Step, Leroy to win the game. 18 damage. That's how you win this game. I see, I see. I mean, you're going you're gonna to run into some problems. You're going to run into problems when it comes to Ramp Druids. You're going to run into problems when it comes to... 
certain control warriors, most of the time you can actually uh, win and you might be the favorite, but uh, I've had some problems with them. Paladins, because they heal, are troublesome. And uh, other than that, I mean, you probably are favored in most other matchups. And it is a lot about luck. This kind of deck is, if you get the draw, if you get the auctioneers at the right time, if you mulligan correctly, is also important, but the draw in this deck is crucial. And you understanding how to make the right play is also very important in this deck. And it costs 6,620 mana, which, compared to the dust, Compared to the decks we talked about previously, that's around the same yeah, area. It's pretty I think the last one was like 7,000 or 8,000. So yeah, this is a, a little cheaper. Yeah, it's a little cheaper. But the cheaper. next deck we're going to talk about is much cheaper. and So I can afford it? You can afford it. Yes. It is a deck you can play, and it is a deck I love to play right now. So that's the Miracle Rogue. You can watch the video. We uh, we put up uh, you know a couple streams of me playing against Larry. And those are interesting. I go over mulligan strategy, what plays I make, why I make those plays. And I tend to do that in all my uh, stream videos that I use for our podcast. Now let's go over the uh, the T6 Rogue deck. AP Drops T6 Rogue deck, also known as the Cancer Rogue deck. This deck costs 4,940 mana, I mean uh, dust. And the only reason it costs that much is because uh, this guy tends to use King Mukla and Blood Knight in his deck. If you had not used those, it would be significantly cheaper to make. I like those editions of those two cards. They're not necessary, and they're not a staple to the deck. There's something you can definitely take out and replace with something else. The Mukla can be replaced with any uh, card that gives you a like, huge tempo, huge, you know, a bit, uh, basically put him in like a big minion uh, that is fairly cheap to use, right? Now, the Blood Knight, you can put in any other three drop that you like. I mean, I like Blood Knight because you run Squires in the deck, and right. When you're playing anybody else, they a lot of uh, decks will play squ- Argent Squires. Or if you play Paladin, they'll play the... Uh, uh, I forgot what it's called. The 2-2 that gives them... Argent something. Yeah, Argent something, yeah. Anyway, Argent Protector, I don't know. I think you're right, Argent Protector. Anyway, so this deck basically goes... Uh, if you're playing this deck, you want to do damage to the face. Clearing minions is sometimes important, depending on the, uh, the matchup. And, you, I mean... If you watch this guy play and look at his stream, you can figure out how to, uh, you know, how to play it correctly, how to mulligan. Check out the mana curve in that deck. Yeah, the mana curve is <laughs> very interesting because there are one min- one uh, mana minions, two mana minions, three mana minions, which take most of your deck, and then like one. one four mana minion, one five mana minion, and then two zero mana minions. I don't even know. There's no five mana. I mean, two uh, zero mana spells, which are your yeah, shadow same. right? It's interesting how they do not use backstabs in this deck. At first I was kind of confused by that, and now I see why it makes sense. Backstab is for clearing minions, and with this kind of deck, you want to go for face. So, um, let's go over the card list. Yeah, deck list. So yeah, this is a very interesting deck. That it's should be interesting, good. yeah. It's super annoying to play against. People get frustrated because... it's fun to play as? Oh, it's so fun to play as. I enjoy playing this deck. It's not like Zoo, which... I win at, but I don't enjoy yeah. it as much. This kind of deck, I have so much fun. I mean, I'm a rogue fan. I'm a, like, this rogue podcast fanboy. is explicit, so we yeah. can say, fuck Zoo. Yeah, anyway. We got uh, Shadow Step, two of those, right? That's for your Leroy combo. Same thing as Miracle Rogue. You want to you use those, but guess what? You can also use it with your Arcane Golems, which I'll talk about later. Nice, yeah. Crazy card. It gives you the opponent mana, but I mean, I use it as a finisher, and sometimes I even use it as clear, because this deck doesn't have that much clear. It runs two Cold Bloods, used for the damage... Uh, in this deck, it makes sense because, uh, you know, I've used it as clears a bunch of times. I've used it as a finisher, and it tends to work really well. 
Deadly Poisons, two of those, useful weapon. I mean, it's a staple to every rogue deck. Blade Flurry, one of them, just like the Miracle Rogue, makes sense, right? It uses Defy's Ringleader. I haven't seen this card come up in ranked, in competitive ranked decks in a long time. But in this kind of deck, it works pretty well. It's a great turn to play with the coins. Gives you a good tempo. I mean, I've even seen it, I've even used it in like turns 5 and 6 sometimes. In if there was so. any card I would remove, though, this would be it. Yeah, this card would be a card you would, might want this to remove. This is substitutable. But I find that this card gives you good tempo. And with this kind of deck, you want to do a lot of damage. You want to get your tempo going. He runs two Eviscerates. Eviscerates tend to be used for the damage. Sometimes use them as a clear. I don't really like to mulligan for them because they're better used later in the game to get right. the damage on your opponent. Or to clear taunts, since this deck can't do that well against taunts. One sap, that's how you do uh, deal with the taunts. Same thing, you could run too if you're facing a lot of ramp druids, stuff like that. Or, uh, you know, shamans that run earth elemental. And I've actually had severe trouble with this new shaman deck that's been coming around. Maybe and next week we'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah, it's an earth elemental deck. Uh, they run earth elemental with ancestor spirit. And then they faceless it. It's so fucking annoying. <laughs> I really hate playing against it with this deck because there's like no way to deal with it. Once that happens, if I can sap one, that works out great. But if I kill one, it comes back to life. Right. And now there's a second one on there. Even if there isn't, it's still frustrating. So sap might come in handy if you want a second one. But I like one. Two SI agents, again, staple. You've seen it in all the rogue decks. Assassin's Blade, they run one of those. I haven't seen this uh, too much in uh, the Tempo Rogue. They run in the Malagos Rogue. Why I like this card is because you deadly poison it and you swing for a lot of damage. And this is the kind of deck where you want to do damage to the face and you want to set up your Leroy combo, but you don't want to rely on it because you don't have the card draw that Miracle Rogue does. I was actually playing a game today. I had an Assassin's Blade, two deadly poisons on it, attacked face, Blade Fury. Oh, yeah, that is, that is like game over. Cleared that is amazing. Yes. Now, so, great. Well, let's go into the neutral minions. We got two Argent Squires. The more reason they run those, it's like a tempo card. It's great to combo with the Blood Knight. They run one of Blood Knight, two Argent Squires, right? You know what this deck is missing, though? What is it missing? Wisp. Wisp. This deck is missing Wisp, but Wisp is a terrible card in every deck. You heard it here first. <laughs> Wisp is missing in this deck. Wisp is not missing this deck. If anything, Wisp would make a lot more sense for like some Edmund Van Cleef fanboy deck. It doesn't necessarily work well in this. But anyway, we got uh, Arts and Squire. We got two Lepernomes. Lepernomes are total tempo cards here. They give you the damage. You know, The only real downside to playing them are Earthshock from Shamans. But in general, this card will give you good tempo. It'll give you the damage you need. Now, an interesting card that we included in this deck is the South Sea Deckhand. Very. And South Sea Deckhand uh, has charged for a weapon equipped. A lot of times, I'll play this card after using a weapon on turn 2 with my coin, and then I coin into it and do the damage, right? So, it's not a necessary card, but I think it gives, a, gives you a lot to this deck. Um, Fairy Dragon. Two of those are played in this deck. The reason they I play, love that card. Yeah, the reason they play these two cards are because they're hard to remove with spells. You can't. You can't do remove them with spells. Um, the only way to remove them are with minions or to hit face, right? Now, I would include two of those. I think it's not a staple to this deck, but it sure is a strong candidate. Fairy Dragons is a mage, mage's most hated card. Oh yeah, you can't get rid of it. It's you I cannot. mean, you can use Blizzard, you can use Flame Strike, but in the it's early game, in the early game, it's, the early it's, game. it's pain in the fucking butt. It's so painful, so annoying to deal with. Loot Hoarders. Run two Loot Hoarders. It's for the card draw. It's for the tempo. Makes sense. People like to hit them. They like to get rid of them, which is great for you. 
I avoid him. If I'm playing this deck and I'm playing against Lurers, I open face. Always. And I mean, unless I have my weapon, then I might smack him, right? Now, he runs two Arcane Golems. And a lot of people are against this card. They think that it gives your opponent tempo that they shouldn't be giving them. But, uh, because, you know, it gives you the extra Mana Crystal. I think this card is awesome as a finisher. It's like a substitute for Lyra in case you don't draw it. And considering that this deck is not a Miracle Rogue and you're not going to draw every card in your deck, having in that Arcane Golem in the endgame is fantastic. I even use it in the beginning if I need to clear a big taunt. If I need to clear a uh, Senjin, I might like weapon, Senjin, or uh, Arcane Golem, right? I'm okay with the game. And it's great mana. with Cold Blood, since right, it's only three mana. Blood. You could probably, you could run two of these you do run two in of one these. turn. Yes. And so, two Cold Bloods. Oh, and then you basically and win. And you win. Yeah. So that's 16, 16 damage. damage. But what I do is... And um, an Eviscerate, so that's 20 damage sometimes in one turn. On, uh, sometimes on turn four, I might Arcane Golem, and then uh, Cold Blood, and just hit face with it on an empty board. They might get rid of it, but guess what? I just did 8 damage, so it's totally okay. Now, one Blood Knight, we went over this. I like the card. It's not necessary for the deck. If you have one, put it in. If you don't, you can substitute it for something else. Now, uh, um, what's it called? They run two Cold Light Oracles. Cold Light Oracles are here for the card draw. Since this deck doesn't run Gadgets and Auctioneers, it's kind of more difficult to draw the cards. It doesn't run any shivs. It doesn't run any of that kind of stuff. So they're getting their card draw from Cold Light Oracles, Loot Hoarders, um, basically those are your only ways to draw cards, right? I'm not a fan of Cold Light right. Oracle. It's, you don't it like Cold Light Oracles? You. Yes, but in most circumstances, you will either mill your opponent, and milling your opponent with this deck is quite common, or you will get huge tempo because they don't need the extra cards, and you do. Yeah. Well, and how do you know they don't need them? Because they're running a zoo deck. Which, uh, let's say, I'm playing a zoo card deck, right? Well, they can card draw, so zoo, they don't absolutely. Really need it. But let's I say I'm think playing a, con uh, a control warrior. They're gonna have a million cards in deck. What about a mage anywhere. who's just missing a flame strike or a fireball, um, and you know, you're about to get faced? The reason this card isn't always played is for reasons like that. But I tend to find it a little more useful than I find it detrimental to my uh, my laddering, right? It works for me. So I run two of those. I think it's a crucial for this deck because it gives you the actual card draw you don't have, and it's cheap card draw, and it puts a minion on the field. Uh, King Mukla. King Mukla is used... King Mukla is one of my favorite cards in this deck because it gives you gives you the mill ability for your opponent. If you combo that with the Cold Light Oracle, it's basically a game over. I've had people, like, you know, shed their cards up. It's you, great. You beat me with a give King a, you, you give the bananas to your opponent. Usually they can't use them very well, and if you clear board and play King Mukla then it just gives you the kind of tempo that you know, can win the game for you. My King Mukla gives organic bananas. Your King Mukla gives organic bananas. <laughs> I wish mine did. Mine are all like rotten and brown. I don't want to give I don't want to give the good stuff away. Now you gotta be careful when playing this card. You don't want to play it when they have uh, a Senjen up or something, right? Because it doesn't give you any tempo. In fact it gives them tempo. You wanna play this when there's an empty board, when there's like a two one minion you can weapon up and kill or something, right? You want to play this in a situation where they can't screw you over. And in most circumstances, you'll be able to do 5 damage next turn, which gets you closer to your lethal, and you just want to basically just go straight to face with this kind of deck. The last card is Leroy. Understood why we run this. Same reason we run the Arcane Golems. You want to finish your opponent off. You want to combo it with your two Shadow Steps. You can also use that for your Golems. You want to combo it with your Cold Blood. You just want to finish them off. You don't want to play it until you win. Unless... Uh, there are certain circumstances you might want to uh, you might want to play, it. but in most circumstances you'll just want to uh, you want to Leroy. So have you ever encountered this deck when you're playing in your rank? I have. And before I go into that, 
I wanted to talk about the only re the only time I will use a Leroy Jenkins uh, before the you know, lethal turn is uh, if if there's a clear board. I'm going to win the next turn. I have like a uh, substantially large amount of health, and I have uh, an eviscerate or something in my hand, right? That's going to do damage directly to him or a SI agent. Um, I, might, I might play this right away. I don't want Sinister Strike, but if you do, yeah. Um, and I'm afraid they might put a Taunt up next turn. That might make it so that I won't be able to use the Leroy Shadow Step combo. I might play Leroy now and then save the SI agent or the uh, the Eviscerator for next turn to win, right? So unless you're sure you're going to win, don't play it until you have Lethal. So question. Uh, I've never encountered this, but if you run an SI agent and you have... Uh, Plus one spell power. Does it do three damage? No, it does not because it's not a spell. It's it's a it's a battle cry. Right? Okay, um, it's a combo battle cry, right? So anyway, I, I've encountered this deck a lot. Uh, rank ten plus. I haven't. Se- I mean, uh, you know, once you reach take rank, rank ten or lower, you don't really see it. Uh, you don't really see it very often otherwise. But uh, you know, it's, it's a new deck. It's a new deck, and it's meant to counter Milka Rogue, Zoo, all those kind of decks. Now let's. Uh, you know, what do you guys think about it? I mean, what do you think about it? You like this deck? I, I love this deck because it has so many cards that are never together. Like, a King Mukla and a Leroy. Like, that's so rare, right? Yeah, I mean, I never see those kind of cards together. So that that's a yeah, big I mean, it, bonus. It's a fun deck. It's some new flavor right before next Ramus comes out. It's something new. It's something fun to play. Now, uh, when Larry and I were playing this deck, we, uh, you know, it was kind of easy for me to beat his deck. It was basically, I just went for face the whole time, and he was, and we never got to late game. With this kind of deck, it's very rare that your opponent gets to late game. And if they do, you probably lose. Now, I was playing another game the other day. I was playing in ranked, and I was playing against a Shaman. And the Shaman, it was it was past turn 10. The Shaman had a full board. He had a uh, Stoneclaw Totem, the 0-2 Taunt Totem up. I had a Leroy in my hand. I had my weapon, and that was all I had. And I, and I had a sap. I had my Leroy, a weapon, and a sap in my hand. The opponent had 13 health. And he played a fire elemental. And he pinged his own minion with it to try to BM me. And I had two health, right? So, I mean, he had Leaf on the board. He didn't swing. He ended his turn. I was like, you know, F this. I conceded. Next card that comes up in my hand, Shadow Set. I could have sapped his, his, his uh, taunt minion, weaponed his face, used my Leroy Shadow Step for the 13 damage. And I missed out because I was too frustrated and just, like, gave up. So you know how... Kind of, that, like, oh, that top deck was crazy. You know how in Russia they have those, like, car cam videos, so you capture everything? Yeah. You should definitely record every I game I know, this stuff happens to me way too often, and it's just kind of funny. Yeah, that's, that's great. So, I mean, this is better than the time where you conceded when you were trying to change your Oh, contract. yeah, that was funny, too. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, that's basically it for today. We talked about our, the, you know, those two new decks. Can't wait for next time. Come out on in Tuesday. August, in August, Tuesday in August. Tuesday in August, July 22nd, yes. So we will be uh, we'll be talking about next Ramus on our next podcast. I'm really excited. It's going to be a big one. Also, a uh, technical update. We're on iTunes now. We are on iTunes. So, so if you guys are trying to check us out, look up You Are Not Prepared, a Hearthstone podcast. It'll be on iTunes. This is the fourth episode. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you. I'm Sam, I'm, and this is Larry. So, yeah, take care, guys.